We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call our Friday edition the tailgate, and while we all get uh, the turkey day hangover pushed past us, this reminder that you can make Black Friday shopping and Cyber Monday shopping very easy. Log on to Soonersports.com. You can save up to 50%. That's half off math here. I'm a math major. On uh, select tickets for basketball, gym, baseball, softball, and wrestling. Those deals are live through Monday. So go check it out. Soonersports.com. You can beat the the traffic, the parking problems. Just log on and take care of the Sooner fan in your life. What a week it's been. And we're going to talk a little bit about what I think was some incredibly moving and emotional press conferences this week. You heard Mondays from Lincoln Riley. Baker Mayfield had his on Monday night. We'll get some perspective coming up from Sooner Sports TV reporter Jessica Cootie. And through all this madness, we have a game. We have Senior Day, and Orlando Brown Jr. is going to hang out with us coming up a little bit later on in the Sooner Sports podcast. Uh, so we, we got a lot to get to. A little bit of a different feel to this episode, obviously, with a holiday on Thursday. But it doesn't change anything. There's still a football game tomorrow, 245 with the kick. We'll be on the air with the Sooner Radio Network pregame show. A little bit earlier, not the full, uh, not the two hours. We're going to get a little bit extra here because 1245 would be such an odd time. So we'll be on the air at 1230 with Toby, Coach, Teddy, Rufus, and myself. So make sure you download the TuneIn Radio app or or find the affiliate in your area at Soonersports.com. I, for one, am very excited because OU and West Virginia, kind of like OU and TCU, always seem to bring out the best in each other. Uh, Every trip we've had to West Virginia has been incredibly memorable. 
And every time West Virginia has come to Norman, they've been some incredibly tight games. So this is a fun series. Even though Will Greer is out, this is by no stretch of the imagination a gimme for the Sooners against West Virginia. And I'm sure you learned that if you watched the coach's corner last night. Ruffin McNeil, very impressed with West Virginia's backup quarterback. So we have a lot to get to on that matchup. We'll talk about it with Orlando Brown Jr. But let's kick off the Sooner Sports Podcast with Jessica Cootie. And Jess was at both the Baker Press Conference, which was the regular offensive avail on Monday, and then the defensive availability on Tuesday. And don't tell this team they have nothing to play for because a spot in the Big 12 championship is already clinched. We learned that by their approach in practice throughout the week. Right, Jess? Yeah, but they're not looking forward to that at all. Um, you know, they, they're very focused on knowing that they will not make anything further than, you know, a Big 12 title game if they don't take care of business this weekend and next weekend. So they still, even though they've clinched the Big 12 title, they're still maintaining the taking it one day at a time, one week at a time. They're, they're just kind of focused at the task at hand. And then not to mention, Chris, as you and I talked about, I think if it was Monday or on Spotlight about how, you know, this has kind of been a little bit of a chippy rivalry game. And so, um, you know, they're looking forward to, to facing West Virginia because it's always kind of a – it's become a little bit of a rivalry. I'm glad you mentioned that because if you think back to not just last year but even – the year before that, uh, I can remember Zach Sanchez was pretty fired up after he had beat them for what was the last time that he played. I remember last year seeing people that uh, obviously got into it after the alleged incident, jumping around on the logo and then the stare off in midfield. I mean, just this is in everything that has to be generated anymore in the world of college football with fake trophies being handed out for rivalries or trying to generate something through trash talk on social media. This has been from day one when West Virginia came into the Big 12. This has been a fun rivalry between Oklahoma and West Virginia, and a pretty heated one, too. Yeah, I just, I think because, again, um, you know, when it just kind of seems that when these two teams play, um, you know, there's there's a lot on the line, but then, yeah, there seems to be something that has happened leading up to it. And, and last year, there were some social media posts that one of the wide receivers posted so the Mm -hmm. defensive backs were just absolutely fired up and ready to go so um you know it's yeah it's kind of been back and forth i think it goes back to you know it's west virginia is always loaded with talent offensively and and you know they're not afraid to kind of talk about that and then you go up there and, and their environment is so hostile i mean it is i would say um you know i I would say it's probably the most hostile environment in the Big 12. Would you agree? I mean, Texas Tech maybe, but I feel like for me the last few years since I've been with Oklahoma, there's been more riding on the West Virginia games, and so it seems like that environment has been more hostile than any other place that we've been to. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, even I'm trying to think of – and all of our trips have been incredible. If you think about the games that we've had when we've gone, there was – the Landry Jones to Kenny Stills touchdown on the last play of the game. Well, I say last play of the game. Nearing the end of the game, uh, there was Samaje Pirine's breakout game. There was, as you mentioned, the snow from last year and what was that amazing start from Oklahoma. So it was it was awesome, uh, and, and it happened. And I, and I agree with you. You know, I think Toby and I love to share the story 
about whenever we rode over on their tram because they have these unique trams that they kind of go back and forth. And we rode over with, I would have to assume, the most lubricated group of young men that we've been around in our lives at like noon. Uh, <laughs> so it, they get into it and they love it. But it's a, it's a math. It was interesting. We taped Coach's Corner on Tuesday. And it was interesting to kind of get that perspective from Bill Biedenboe and Ruffin McNeil, especially Biedenboe, Jess, because he had been there at West Virginia, not for a lot of time, but he's been around Dana Holgerson for a long time. And he said it's been interesting to kind of watch how they've progressed, not just defensively, they've always run that three-three-five stack. But one thing that's interesting about West Virginia is we say Dana Holgerson and we think, oh, throw the ball around the field, they're just an air raid offense. But, man, they've had really good success running the football, well, incredible success running the football against Oklahoma, and he's really become a coach that's kind of leaned on that ground game a little bit more too. Oh, I'll never forget. Um, one of the very first, I think it might have been the first time Oklahoma played West Virginia, and I interviewed Coach Stoops about it. And I, I think I asked something along those lines about air raid, and he said, no, the most important thing you got to do when you stop West Virginia is stop their run game because he has developed into where – it's kind of been a balance between both, and he's had some really good running backs over the, over the last few years. So, yeah, um, I, I just think it's just kind of developed into there's been some crazy games, and then you go up there, and, and the environment's kind of wild, and then it's just kind of has developed kind of this little bit of this hostility over the years. And so, I mean, I know speaking with uh, the defensive players yesterday, they are fired up for this one. So um, it should be interesting. And, and, you know, that's one thing that they said is, you know, and, and Coach Riley alluded to it too, as good as Will Greer is, it's also more of a system. And and that's what Will Johnson yep. said, that, that it's a system. And, and that's what makes West Virginia's offense so good. So it doesn't matter who's going to run out there because the system is in place that makes it successful. And so they know that they can't look past them not having their quarterback. Exactly. Jess, you could have been Ruffin McNeil in the coach's corner when we taped it because that's exactly what he said, too. Hey, before we move on to to basketball, I just kind of wanted to get a blanket take from you on how you feel like Baker and Coach Riley have handled things over the last couple of days. And I know that it's become quite the conversation nationally. Uh, and we touched on it a little bit whenever we talked earlier this week. And, and we even touched on it on Spotlight that aired on Tuesday night. But what what has been your reaction and kind of your perspective on the way that Baker and Lincoln have handled the last couple of days? You know, I I, I feel like um, a lot of the local media and the people that cover this team on a consistent basis felt like it was handled very well. Um, I think from what I've heard, a lot of the national people um, say that it was um, not genuine. Um but the thing is, is like if you know Baker, you know the things that he's the most passionate about, and it's, you know, um, it's Oklahoma, it's it's being playing at his dream school, it's his coach, and it's his family, you know, and then his team, and so that's those are the things that he got emotional about when asked about it, and he would get emotional about that if you asked him, and it wasn't this circumstance, you know, I mean, that's where I feel like I don't, I, I feel like these people are saying, oh, Baker is you know, why you have to get emotional. Well, I mean, you, this circumstance wouldn't even have to happen and Baker could get emotional talking about either of those things. And so that's where, cause he is just so passionate. It means so much to him. And, and the last thing that he wants to do is disappoint any of those people. And so that's 
it's not coming from, you know, oh, I'm trying to make myself look better. It's, it's, this is him and how he feels about these certain things, about not being a team captain for the school that he dreamed of playing, that he, I mean, this is, this is his lifelong dream and, and this is his senior day. And so that's emotional to him. And then you talk about his coach and everything that they've been through. And then you talk about his family and everything they've been through. And then his team and everything they've been through. And it didn't have to be uh, uh, something that like this to make him emotional. I'm, I'm just telling you that like, so I, I mean, I've talked to him several times and there've been times that he's gotten emotional talking about these things. So it's, that's, that's the one thing that I kind of got a little bit, you know, I wish people kind of did their research a little bit and instead of just making these assumptions that, oh, they're just putting this out there because it's not at all like that. And, and But I think that they handled it well. And, you know, um, kind of like what Baker said, it felt he, he understood that something had to be done. And, um, you know, he stood up there and, and took questions like a champ and, and answered every single question he was asked. And the same thing of Lincoln Riley. And, and kind of like what we talked about yesterday on Spotlight, sometimes – it's hard to you, you sometimes tend to forget that Lincoln Riley is in his first year as a head coach because of the way that he handles things like this. So um, I, I was very impressed with how both of them handled everything. Jets never a bye week whenever we're talking Thanksgiving for hoops. This is when things really get ratcheted up. So kind of uh, let's start with the men's team who has a big weekend coming up. Huge opportunity in this PK-80 Classic to kind of make a national impact. I know locally we've been excited about Trey Young, but here's a chance with teams like Arkansas and North Carolina out there to really make an impact on the national stage. Yeah, and, and that was one thing that you heard them talk about beforehand is, is um, you know, even in the preseason in the summer, even going before – they went to Australia talking about kind of the importance of Australia because how tough their non-conference is. And so they've got some challenging teams on their non-conference, and it starts here. And, um, you know, it's it's always big when you're talking tournament seating to have, you know, some, some – now, granted, with the Big 12, you're, you kind of get – because you're it's been such a tough tournament, you have other opportunities down right. the line to secure different things. But it never hurts to have some – non-conference wins you know you look at what Oklahoma did to Villanova the year that they went on the final four run that was huge and and them locking up the I think the number two seed um so um I I think anytime that you can um you know get wins over top programs like that is always good for your resume and then um it's just good to have this competition before you head into big 12 play because it is the toughest conference in america and so you need to have some of that experience going into it because this it's crazy like they're they no longer want to consider themselves young but they're still a relatively young team and so you still want them to have some of those um be tested be battle tested before they go into the big 12 conference where every single night you have to be at your best and so uh, I, this is just huge for them. And then on the, the, I don't want to say the flip side, but on the other side, the OU women get an impressive win over Colorado State on Tuesday night. I mean, dominant. And I love the take that you threw out on Spotlight. I shouldn't even say a take. The fact that you laid out about Maddie Manning. Here is somebody now that has approached it differently as far as being a scorer. She is someone that's looking to score. She's getting after it. I've dug watching her progression through a couple of games this year, Jess. She's always, you know, she's developed more as a leader over the last couple of years, but man, she's really looking to get out there and score. I dig it. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at she came in as a point guard. She was going to be a point guard. And then just with the injuries and the way that, you know, how things worked out with Gabby coming in, you know, she didn't necessarily, you know, they didn't need her at the point. But she she's always been somebody that could score, but she's always been let me distribute first and create for my teammates first. But I mm-hmm. think that's evolved since, you know, she stepped on campus. It's, you know, you got to score first, and then when that happens, it opens things up for your teammates. And so it, it was vice versa when she first got here. It was the mentality of, I got to open things up for my teammates, then I can score. And, and now they need it to be the other way around. And that's where she's kind of embracing that a little bit more because they need her to do that. Um, she causes such matchup problems because she is, what, 6'2". Um, you know, she guards really have a hard time guarding her and post can't even begin to guard her. So it's just teams have a really tough time matching up with her, and, and they've been able to exploit that. And she's now that she's figured out how valuable that is and, and how she can use that, um, I think it's really you've really seen that come on here, especially towards the end of last season um to now and so um they need her to continue to score and then obviously gabby shot lights out last night and that was a good basketball team that's a team that's going to win a lot of games that colorado state team they're a team they do they do they're one of those teams that do everything right they play really hard and they're they're physical and so they're going to win a lot of games and so for them to go there and win the way that they did is 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 really big and they needed some momentum heading into Sunday against Oregon, the 10th ranked team in the country. So, um, yeah, that was a big win last night. And, and it was, I don't think the score was indicative of how that, that team was a very big challenge. And they just came out of the gate and they played good defense and they put the pedal to the metal offensively and they never let up. And so that was a big win for them. Man, I'll tell you what, you can't help but get excited about everything hoops, obviously football, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm diehard football until the final uh, tick of the clock in the football season. And then obviously a little bit of a different feel with the recruiting and signing day moved up this year, two signing days, if you will. But, man, you can't help but get excited about hoops. Both the men's and women's team, fantastic rosters, an incredible schedule, and it's going to be fun to follow them throughout the 2017-2018 season. Well, it is not senior day for Orlando Brown Jr. He's just a junior, though some have projected him as a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. So he'll have a decision to make, but obviously looking back, the only decision he made was to focus on a win. That's what the Sooners did against Kansas, and now he'll focus on picking up another dub against West Virginia on Saturday. Uh, Emotional, excited to get back home for the final game of the regular season? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, we love playing in front of our fans. Fans obviously being back home is is, uh, extremely exciting, and we look forward to it. Take me back to Saturday, the emotions, the energy. Obviously, Kansas tried to get a little chippy. How much of a challenge is that to draw that line and stay on that line without going over the edge? Uh, it's hard. You know, it's hard, especially in uh, in this game of football, you know, where the emotion, it's an emotional game. And obviously, you know, you want to approach it with the mentality that you want to dominate the guy in front of you, but you can't take it too far, you know, obviously without hurting yourself. So, um, man, it's just it, it was tough. You know, it was, it was very chippy, you know, a lot of emotions. How challenging was that win? Obviously, I don't know it doesn't affect you guys too terribly much in the trenches, but it really seemed to affect both offenses quite significantly. 
Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it was very tough, very tough, you know. And, uh, you know, a ton of kudos, a ton of credit to, to Kansas and what they were able to do defensively to stop us. And I think, uh, you know, Mike said it, man, it was our, you know, lowest lowest game of yardage. And, you know, uh, when, when we turned on the film, obviously there were things that we could have done better. But, you know, they did a really good job. You know, we talk a lot about the two tackles with you and Bobby and the great season you've had. But tomorrow or Saturday is the final home game for Eric Wren as a senior. Can you take us through what he's meant and watching him progress over the last couple of years? Uh, he's meant a lot, you know, and, uh, man, it just gives me goosebumps thinking about the journey that he's he's uh, he's taken to get here and be where he's at. Obviously, to have his last game here in Norman, man, and, you know, he, he's worked hard. You know, he's been a leader for us on and off the field and someone that, you know, I, I personally have, have you know, kind of looked up to in my time here and, and we've kind of grown together. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm super happy for him. You know, obviously it's going to be a very emotional game for him, but we want to send him out the right way. Yeah, and obviously a game that you guys want to win to continue that path. How do you feel about where this team is now? Defense has had eight really good quarters. The offense is rolling. How do you feel overall, Orlando, about where this team is? I feel good, you know, but uh, obviously, you know, there are still things that we need to get better at. And uh, to be where we want to be, you know, obviously winning the Big 12 and, you know, winning uh, a playoff game and getting to a national championship, we, I feel like, you know, we kind of still got a long way to go. You know, I know it's kind of been a wild uh, social media PR. 48 hours for Baker Mayfield. You talk to Baker at all about that as a fellow captain, or do you just let him handle it? I'll just kind of let him handle it. Yeah, I haven't said much to him. You know, I understand that's, that's difficult for anyone. How about the job of these running backs this year? Rodney Anderson come along. Trey had a big run on Saturday. Boy, whoever you guys put back, they're really able to get things done. Yeah, man, I mean, you know, I think as a team, you know, uh, no one wants to let the next guy down. And that's kind of just been the approach all year, I think, with the depth that we've been able to have offense and defense, you know, with Trey Norwood and Trey Brown able to come in, Robert Barnes able to come in, you know, all of our different backs able to rotate. Obviously, Kyler coming in on Saturday and doing what he needs to do. And, uh, man, it's just really just a mentality that I think the coaches and Coach Riley have kind of instilled at us. Hey, we had a charge atmosphere against TCU. Why not do it again on Saturday against West Virginia, right? No reason not to get rowdy in the stands. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's the last day for, you know, uh, last home game for Baker Mayfield, you know, and uh, obviously uh, EB, you know, Oboe, Steven, um, Eric Green. Man, it's a lot of guys, you know, and uh, send them out the right way, Center Nation. Man, I said this before. Bill Biedenboe was our guest on the Coach's Corner on Thursday, which you hear on the Sooner Radio Network. You can see on Soonersports.tv. It's, to me, it's required viewing for diehard Sooner fans. But uh, there is – there. I'm sure there's – if you want to get down to the X's and O's of it and really trying to crunch the numbers, there may be better statistical offensive linemen. But I don't know if you'll ever find a better story from day one when he stepped on campus until what he's become today. And that's Orlando Brown Jr. I've cherished all the conversations I've had with him. Down to earth, kind, a gentle soul, and then that – switch flips when he steps on the field and it's a completely different player and I love the kid to death and I'm excited for his future I hope we get a chance to watch him play another year you never know with what could be out there for him but what an awesome interview he's always been all right that'll do it for this edition of the tailgate uh, again we'll be on the air at 12 30 12 30 on Saturday on the Sooner Radio Network to get you ready for the 245 kick and then Toby will rejoin us on Tuesday to get you ready for the Big 12 Championship. Until then, everyone, have a great weekend. Sooner stayed in the top four of the college football playoff rankings, so all is well. Now all we need is that dub on Saturday to get rolling towards Arlington next weekend. Until then, have a great week. Enjoy game day and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Yeah.